Well, hello, this is Keith again with uh, the Be the Dreamcatcher podcast episode 5. <clears throat> Trying to get a little bit of a cold here tonight. So, uh, we've been picked up by yet another uh, podcast organization, and this is Overcast.fm. <clears throat> so, after uh, Apple picked us up, that uh, brings us up to seven markets we're in now. So that's really exciting. So tonight I want to talk about uh, tree planting. Um, here not long ago, I was uh, in the in a town where my two youngest children, actually uh, one of my, my third child was born there. My uh, two oldest were, uh, were living there probably the longest, but um, we had some dear friends that had a death in the family, and so I was there for a funeral, and I got to thinking about uh, when we lived there before, my oldest daughter was very young, but my my son was about five, maybe six, and I decided one day it'd be a good idea to pick up a couple of uh, fruitless mulberry trees, and so we took uh, took those and we planted those together. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure I did most of the work there. I doubt my son did very much, but uh, he was involved in it. It was an activity that we could do together and look back on it and decide that uh, boy, those those trees really grew one day. And of course, we moved away and uh, the, the trees were forgotten and. Uh, while I was there, I just happened to think about it, and I was asking around, and didn't really have time to go looking for them. But uh, sure enough, you know, I was told that, sh- that yes, the trees did survive, and they were quite big now. So yeah, and, and what got me to thinking about that is we have a neighbor, who I hope is not not listening to, to my podcast, but uh, they're doing some uh, remodeling and a lot of work outside and. He planted a magnolia tree, and uh, the work that he's done on the outside of his house is just outstanding. It's just just really made the difference in the in the home, and it looks beautiful. I don't know if they're getting ready to uh, sell the house or or what, or maybe they're just wanting to fix it up. But uh, they're doing a really good job. It looks beautiful, and it's a really nice couple. And uh, but I was noticing the, the magnolia tree, he, he planted it. it, it it really looks from where I was at, like it was only five or six uh, feet away from the house. I'm sure it was probably more than that, but it was close enough to where you could tell that it's going to be a problem one day, because magnolia trees don't get huge real quick, but they do grow. They're not real vertical trees, you know completely vertical they do pan out and uh, I you know it's just close enough to where I I had to struggle a bit I mean do I be the good neighbor and tell him you really need to move that tree out uh, because you could have some foundation problems could have some roof problems it's just uh, just too close to the house or or is he going to think I'm that guy, you know, that uh, the guy that if I was him, I probably would be thinking, you know, that old guy thinks he knows everything and 
you know, here I am sweating and working like a, a dog out in this this yard. And, you know, to, it's a pre- pretty substantial tree. I mean, it was a, uh, it, I'm sure he had to big, dig a pretty big hole to, to plant it. And we have nothing but that black, they call it gumbo, but it's just that black clay in, or in this area. And, you know, it's not easy to dig a hole in it of any size, especially not the size that it's going to take to plant a pretty fairly large uh, mulberry sapling. So, you know, I struggled with it for a bit, and I thought, yeah, you know, I probably would dismiss it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I would not dig that that tree up and move it if I was in his place. <laughs> I, w- I would find an excuse. I would make sure my wife didn't know. Even if I agreed with the old guy across the street, uh, you know, it, it's just not going to happen. So I probably should have been a better neighbor and, and, and went ahead and said anything, but I didn't. But uh, it's just a matter of not planning for growth. And uh, so that's... Uh, that kind of leads me into the discussion for for tonight about business. Uh, yeah, are you planning for growth? If you if you've already started your business or you're thinking about starting it, are you planning for growth down the road? Do you n- need a domain? And and that's not a given. I mean, uh, it really depends. There are some MLM marketers uh, that will argue that they don't need them. Uh, and there's some other people that uh, do other uh, other types of things, you know, essential oils and such. Um, and, and maybe they, maybe you don't need a website, but you know, if if you're a, a type of business that's uh, I don't want to call it normal. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, traditional, a tra- traditional type of service business or. Uh, or product-based business, you know, you're going to have to think about that, and and you need to start planning for it now. <clears throat> you need a sales tax permit. Uh, if if you're uh, in Texas and you're selling products, you're going to need one. So you need to start planning for that. And then, are you setting aside money for income taxes? Uh, if you live in a state where uh, where they they have a state income tax. Thankfully, in Texas, we still don't. As a matter of fact, we just had a constitutional amendment uh, to to uh, prevent the creation of an income tax. Of course, amendments are kind of like uh, jelly beans. You know, they got a different flavor every year, and they can they can change them pretty easy in in the state. But that's a big one. Uh, uh, everybody needs to start planning uh, for uh, for income taxes, you know, in their business because uh, uh, if you if you don't, I mean, I recommend in Texas set aside thirty percent of your sales for income taxes. That that should be more than enough in Texas. You know, and in other states, you're going to have to ask somebody else that, that knows a little better. Um, but at least it'll it should be enough to keep you from getting in in trouble with the, with the IRS. If if an expert tells you that you should uh, put a different amount in, away, then then by all means follow that expert's advice. 
but you don't want to be one of the uh, the people who uh, uh, have to use a service uh, like one of those that's uh, advertised on the radio. You know the accountant I'm talking about that trying to rescue you from the IRS. So something you need to think about. Bank account. Do you commingle funds, your personal funds, with your business funds? Or do you do you have a bank account for your business? At some point, when you start growing, if you don't do it at the start, you're going to need to start treating it like a real business. And what I mean by that is, as it grows, you're going to have to admit that this is what you do, and this is what you want to do, and what you want your life to be. Uh, that you're going to have to have to realize that it's a straight up legitimate business, and it should look like one not like something temporary or second rate so I always think you should plan for success how else are you going to be successful if you don't believe that you're going to be successful the the successful mindset plans for growth at the start and are, are you building your customer list and if so how are you doing that do you know how to do that if you don't, uh, join my Facebook group, uh, Dreamcatchers Entrepreneur and Funnel Marketing. You can post a, a question and it'll get answered. You can also reach me on my Facebook page, at uh, sign Bingham RK. Now we're going to talk next podcast a little bit about the role of conviction, of belief in yourself. What what part that plays in your actual success or your lack of success. Um, Believe me, if uh, your conviction, your certainty is vital to your success, I can do this must become your mantra. And if you can do it, then you can do it big. And so you start planning for big growth now, especially with your income taxes. like I said, you don't want to be one of those guys whose business fails because you didn't plan for for uh, uh, taxes. And when I say guys, I mean gals too. Sorry, don't mean to be discriminating against you ladies because there are a lot of women in business uh, business women out there that uh, have very uh, dynamic businesses going. Um. But at some point, you've got to graduate also from a, a receipt folder and a spreadsheet to some uh, inexpensive, inexpensive and easy-to-use accounting soft, software. Uh, it's out there. You don't. I mean, there's several different name brands that are known, but there are some lesser-known ones as well. And I'm not going to advertise them, but uh, but you you can find them, and you should find them and, and use them. So how do you get the kind of growth that I'm talking about? I mean, besides building your list, creating sales funnels and marketing, and you say, well, Keith, what else is there? I mean, my products or my services, I guess, is that it? No, that's, that's not it. Um, I mean, you certainly need at least one product or service, but what you need just as badly, and I would argue you would need even more, is a philosophy in your business. You need the kind of servant philosophy philosophy like uh, like Jesus had, but more on a material level. Uh, and, you know, I'm, 
I don't want this this podcast to be about religion, but if you're offended by mentioning uh, God, Jesus, or the Bible, then this is probably not your podcast. Uh, and I'm not talking about some health and wealth gospel. I don't believe in that. I, I believe God answers prayers and blesses us richly, but he doesn't promise us wealth or health just for doing what we should be doing anyway. So anyway, the philosophy I'm talking about is a servant philosophy. This this life cannot be all about self. You have to do what you do in your business to make other people's lives better. You can't be successful without that kind of a philosophy. you got to learn that if you do more for everyone else than any of your competitors, you will own them, your competitors, that is, and you will dominate in your market. It's just a matter of time and momentum. Now, that last part, uh, momentum, is up to you, and that's something else we're going to talk about next podcast. Everything you do, everything you think about doing in your business has to be centered around, number one, who is my ideal customer, and number two, how can I make his or her life better in some way through my business, through my products or my services. Your mom may pay may pay you for your products if you don't have this kind of philosophy but people will look elsewhere if you don't put them first so the question I'd like for you to ask yourself right now is what am I doing in my business that sets me apart from my competition what makes doing business with me more attractive if you can't answer that that's the first problem you've got to solve and you solve it by asking yourself what would it take to get your business So that's it for this podcast. Don't miss the next one, but uh, go out and make somebody else's day better, will you?